Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Because at the, end of the, at the end of the whole process, you still have to sell tickets to allow audience to come and watch your films. But the importance of short film is if you don't make a short films or if you don't make enough short films, how do you know when or are you even ready to make a feature films which has so much more risk? Melting Pot, a global podcast series hosted by Pyle, connects guests who have inspiring stories and reaches out to a multicultural audience over 52 countries. Guests are diverse, such as celebrities, entrepreneurs, travelers, and many more who've had a turning point in their lives and moved over to a holistic lifestyle. Follow us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, social media. Hi, everyone. Today, I am in conversation with Alvin Lee. Alvin is a filmmaker. He graduated from the Beijing Film Academy. His short films have won the top awards at various film festivals. And um, he is the director of Smoke Gets Into Your Eyes, which is being screened at the 33rd Singapore International Film Festival. So thank you so much. It's a privilege to talk to you, Alvin. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It's a privilege to be here as well. (laughs) Thank you. So, um, just a little bit about your background, Alvin, before, you know, we start talking about films. So um, I actually started filmmaking when I was studying in Singapore Poly uh, in the course titled Digital Media. Now I mean, now it's called uh, Visual Effects and Motion Graphics. So I actually, I was a quite a rebellious student. Um, I, I didn't like to study when I was back in secondary school. Uh, math and science has never been my top subjects. So after I uh, got passed through O-level, when I got into, uh, I have to choose between a, uh, JC, junior college, or even polytechnic, I was like, telling myself, okay, I need to choose a course that has to do with any of memorizing, <laughs> any of studying. So I looked through this, uh, the few courses that I had in mind. I was like, okay, maybe this digital media is great. I can just watch films and movies and, and that's all I have to do for the next three years of my life. So I decided to apply to it and I realized that I was pretty much uh, wrong because <laughs> I still had to study Max for one semester. I have to learn programming. I have to learn uh, web design, Photoshop, everything. Or I mean, because for the first year, we have to choose all the different, we have to learn all the different subjects. Only when uh, year two, we are able to choose our so-called focus module or even elective. So only when I was I need to choose my elective for the second year. I'm quite sure that I think filmmaking is something that I really love because I can just say what I want to say just by using the camera. And I decide to take on uh, filmmaking in year two. So after I graduated from poly, I went to the army. 
I I even still I, I still make films when I during my weekend when I'm on leave with my friends and that's the first time I actually won an award in the very short international film festival uh, in Singapore and that, uh, we won the Grand Prix which is top prize for the film festival and that was when I realized it hey, maybe I do have some talent here. <laughs> or maybe this this is something that I've I, I want to I've a lot of ambition since young. I, I did martial arts for more than 10 years. I want to be a martial artist. I hope to be a coach. I want to be an army officer. I want to be a lot, but I've never thought that when I was young, I would be a filmmaker today. Yeah. So, and I, yeah. I'm pretty bad at martial arts. So my friend actually said something. Maybe you should stop doing martial arts and just focus on arts. Absolutely. <laughs> Since you're pretty good. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, so, seems to be a yes. very good advice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So after that, I decided to uh, really pursue filmmaking uh, seriously. So I applied to Beijing Film Academy, uh, Department of Directing. Beijing Film Academy is one of the best film schools in the world. I mean, we have notable alumni like Zhang Yimou, Chen Kaike, all the top filmmakers from China, uh, all from the school. And I decided to apply to it and we have to take seven days of entrance exam so about 1000 plus students uh, apply for it in their world in 20 get selected so it's uh, less than one percent of intake so i managed to go in and i survived a four years course in directing and now i'm back in singapore in 2019 or 2019 and i still make films and smoke gas in your eyes is my latest short film I've made after my studies, after everything. So, you know, like short films uh, versus feature films. Um, what kind of um, a market does short films have outside of the film festivals? And and where where do you see a difference between making a short film other than and other than the feature film being a long form film? Um, what kind of a difference do you do you really see? So these are essentially two questions. Okay, I think for short film, based on my own experience, I mean there's only once or twice that uh, my past short films has been brought over by international markets to 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 feature in their for example their TV channels and even for their own for their specific location markets. So we have a lot of saying then because short films are known to have almost zero revenue back of what you invest in. But why do we still continue to make short films? This kind of answer your questions to what's the difference between a feature film and short films. Because a short film, you have no one to really question you what you want to make or what kind of story do you want to tell. You are responsible for your own creation, even for your own success or even failures. And that's the time where an artist can be so-called have the most freedom to really make what you want to make because you do have to answer pretty much to investors. You don't have to worry about box office. You don't have to worry about who you want to cast because some people want to cast their own family members or want to have like non-professional talent. But in feature films, you have to worry about all these things because whether the, the talent actually brings in market value to you. Because 
at the end of the at the end of the whole process, you still have to sell tickets to allow audience to come and watch your films. But the importance of short film is if you don't make a short films or if you don't make enough short films, how do you know when or are you even ready to make a feature films which has so much more risk? And a short films is a good platform for young filmmakers to really practice their skills and even to showcase their storytelling skills because for investors to be willing to invest in your films, for a first-time uh, feature film director, they have to look at your short films to know whether, whether you have the potential to direct a long feature films. So, you know, with these new... I mean, today, um, the streaming platforms have completely taken over. Um, and um, whether it's cinema or it's, um, you know, the innumerable series that uh, you now are able to access. Um, where does, is there a category for short films in that format? Is it something that the streaming platforms are now looking at? Um, or it's still a very, very um, unknown kind of uh, factor when it comes to these big, giant streaming, uh, streaming platforms? I think short film is still considered a very small market for all this. Like I said, because streaming platforms is also the same as cinema, you still have to sell, sell viewership, you have to sell ratings. Uh, there's very little chance that uh, short films will be able to cast a so-called A-lister characters or even actors to act in your film. And we all know that all these names actually sells tickets sell money yes unless you have a very famous director for example we have steven spielberg who have decided to really go back and make one short film then we all know that a lot of people will be interested because it's steven spielberg is making a short film but if elvin lee were to make a short film maybe we don't have that much attention yes only maybe my family and friends will be very supportive and wait for my own my new short films yes so i guess because this is also the the restrictions that uh, we have because of a short film is technically about 15 to 30 minutes uh, the rough duration is how much are you willing to pay to watch a 15 to 30 minute short film so that's why some of them will combine a three short films together to become like an omnibus film yes mm -hmm. and that sells also and this has, has happened before in singapore we have um we have seven letters we have uh the uh, Royston Tan, Jack Neal, every cool come together to make a film together and for the Singapore uh, 50th anniversary. Yeah. We haven't really gone away. We're just taking a break and we'll be back with a brand new season of Melting Pot very, very soon. So stay tuned. And maybe this is a good time for you to catch up on episodes you may have missed. Available on wherever you listen to your podcasts. What is your inspiration? What, um, you know, when, how do you get your ideas uh, to actually write these uh, scripts and then go ahead and direct them into films? Mm. Actually, I don't like to write. I really am not a good writer, but I have to emphasize on why is it so. Because in Singapore, it's very hard to find a, a writer or, when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. 
At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Even like a so-called a good writer, that's why most of the directors have to write their own script. I think I actually, only where I, I normally, I don't read a lot before I go to China. But when I go to China, after I go to China, I was so taken aback because I see all of my classmates are just reading novels in their own free time. That's where I realized that I, I'm, I'm lacking in behind in so much that uh, from, as compared to them, because they are way younger than me. They are 18 years old. I went there after national service. I was already 20, 25 years old. Yes. But they can read stories so much faster and so much easier just because they read a that woke me up. And we have literature lesson over there. So I start reading Kafka, start reading Hemingway, start reading Catcher in the Rye. Now I read more than I watch films. And this has become a habit of mine because I myself, I told myself, okay, I cannot lose in the aspect. I have to catch up with them. So I started reading. And even up to now, when I go for sharing session to younger filmmakers, I said, you all have to read the reading habit in Singapore. But our education system doesn't have that habit of fusing literature into the education system that much. Because in China, there's so many, there are 5,000 years of culture. They have novels written all already from way earlier. And this has been part of their education. Like we have the famous novel Journey to the West, where we know the monkey god and all. All these are famous novels of China. Yes, and the, uh, all the other classics. That's the reason why I encourage people to read. And for me, when I wrote for Smoke, uh, it's about comedy drama, a comedy drama, about how a film director actually created the body. And he has to face the family members of the one uh, of the of the one that is wrongly cremated. And they have to come up with a plan to organize a funeral. So it may seem very ridiculous, the whole premise and all. But how it started is when it was actually quite a sad story. I was, uh, I've been through, a, I went to a few funerals. So I, I was observing all the family members and and how they react or, or some of them, because I know their background. I was so taken aback. I was thinking that this is so hypocrite. There's so much hypocrisy. Because one particular incident is that the old lady uh, is, a, is, a, is a family friend. She was very rich. But after she had her will to her kids, her kids start to kick her out of her house. So her, I mean, she had throat cancer. And so her last few years of her life, she did have a good life, I can say. But during her funeral, 
at her funeral, it was so grand. It was so beautifully organized outside of the landed property. Her kids were crying, sobbing and all. But for me, because I know the backstory of what happened, I can't help but really think that is it real or fake? There's so much drama to it, but what is really real or fake? How much, how much percentage is real sorrow and how much percentage is it for show? Or how much percentage is it for the so-called the, the kids' family personal gains? Like we always say our face, how important is our face? Um, mm. So all this actually give me a anger or peace or something that I really want to express in this film but I also want to package it in a way that uh, it's very funny so I came up with the dark comedy premise of burning the wrong body and the whole hypocrisy about about organizing a funeral but then inside the coffin is not their father mm-hmm. yeah. so that's how it all started yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I just wanted uh, to ask you what do you think is the most important quality uh, to be a film director and this of you yourself are very young but um, I, I guess a lot of the young listeners who are um, in you know aspiring to be film directors would probably um, get some inspiration from what you know you what you um, believe or uh, what you think is an important quality. I think one of the very important quality is that you have to be hardworking. Hardworking to in what sense? Like, I myself is a fan of Co- the late Kobe Bryant. <laughs> Kobe Bryant is a is hard worker, basketballer. is known for his work ethics. And I believe arts is the same. You have to work hard in whatever aspect. It's not about taking 10 years to write one perfect script. It's about using 10 years to make 10 books and learn from your own failure. Mm-hmm. Because I believe there's no perfect story or even perfect film that you have to take 10 years. You have to learn from your mistake. You need to be there. You need to dare to feel. You need to be resilient. Why? Because we have faced a lot of setback. Oh, I personally face a lot of setback, but nobody knows the hardship behind. Everybody knows the red carpet, the glamour, going out on stage, receiving an award. Thank you, everybody. It's my honor. These kind of things, all these are great. But back to the call when you're all alone in your room, why do you want to be a filmmaker? First, you need to be, you need to love the craft and love the arts. But I always tell people to love it is not enough. You need to be obsessed with it. Mm. You need to really live, breathe, eat, film, everything. Even you go to the program and, and you observe what hey, this uncle is quite interesting. You need to have this kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. We always have this thinking that, okay, after I finish a shoot, I will question myself, why am I making myself so miserable? I can easily do, do something else in another industry. I can sell maybe insurance or property. I will probably earn more money and all, but why am I still doing it? I mean, why am I making myself so miserable? But if I stop doing it for two or three days, I will be thinking... Uh, maybe I should start thinking of another story. I should write something, you know. So I would call it a vicious cycle. <laughs> yes, but sometimes it's really, and because I have a lot of friends who has given up, or even, I wouldn't say give up, but maybe change of industry, change of life plans and life goals, and that's perfectly fine. Because 
all the filmmakers in Singapore in the world can tell you it's just it's not easy. Mm-hmm. We all have to. For me, I personally believe in working hard. If I even if smoke gas in your eyes were to fail, were to be a flop, would be a flop. My next, what I'm thinking next, or even what I'm thinking is how do I improve on my next film. I have already passed this current stage of, of 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 this film, but I still have to do all the promotional awards or even go for festival. But I am more interested in how can I improve next, and that's my thought process. Yeah. Um. So, uh, just very quickly, um, before I sum up, um, what, you know, so you've been making short films. What do you think has been your biggest achievement so far? Wow, this is the toughest question <laughs> of today's session. I think my biggest achievement is not giving up yet. It's, to me, I'm going to share a personal story. Like this year, it has been very hard for me before all the success of Smoke because I really didn't have much job to this year. I only have like one job. I'm currently I'm doing one, but I don't have my jobs. So I have no income for almost a year. And this is hard. And how do you still keep going on? My mindset is every day, I still set, uh, I still set alarm to wake up in the morning. And I will read for one hour. I start drinking my coffee. I will start thinking of what to write or something. I make it a habit that I will, I will still do it every even though I have nothing going on for me. Because I believe that if I all this I'm learning or reading or trying to learn are uh, something that I can keep inside here, inside my brain, inside my mind for my future usage if I were to make future films because that's always something to learn. What I sunk into the very of mode or zone by playing games or even just watch slapstick stuff every day, I will just be lazy. I will start giving up. But it's all about. So my back to your question is, I'm still I'm proud of myself that I'm still. Be, uh, thinking of making films as we are having this conversation now, mm-hmm. and I hope that I will still do it for tomorrow, the day after. And I don't know when, but I will, I will still try my best. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, very good. Um, good luck. And I saw the trailer and I think it's very, very interesting. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be in Singapore uh, to actually go for the screening, but it looks um, very interesting. So once again, good luck. And um, I'm sure it's going to be a success. And uh, I'm sure we're going to hear a lot more Um, about you and of you um, in the near future. So thank you once again. The 33rd edition of the Singapore International Film Festival continues to drive a new agenda for change. A fabulous lineup of 101 films from over 50 countries will be screened from the 26th of November until the 4th of December 2022. For more information, visit their website www.sgiff.com. For more weekly conversations, do listen to Melting Pot on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts. Follow us on YouTube and on Instagram at Podcast Melting Pot. So until the next episode, this is Pyle signing off. 
when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. 